goal achievers, welcome to Elite Achievement, your go-to podcast for service-based business owners who want to achieve their goals and grow their businesses. Hear inspiring stories from other business owners, learn goal achievement strategies, and overcome the challenges you face when growing your business. I'm Kristen Burke, your host and coach, here to help you achieve your goals. Together, let's close the gap between the goals you set and the goals you achieve. Hey, goal achievers. Have you ever wondered what we talk about in coaching sessions? Well, if you are a service-based business owner, you can expect to talk about prospecting. Prospecting is one of the most frequently discussed topics during coaching and for a good reason. Prospecting is essential for business growth. Now, before we get too far into this topic, let's get on the same page with what prospecting means. When I talk about prospecting, I am referring to the art of gathering referrals to grow your business. It's your opportunity to intentionally fill your sales cycle with people who energize and excite you. You have an opportunity to create a process that allows you to ask for your ideal client, and then you can repeat this process over and over again. When I started my coaching business a few years ago, I had prospecting meetings to build my initial coaching clientele. I distinctly remember having three prospecting meetings early on in my journey. The first meeting led to a couple of potential client conversations, but not clients. I did, however, get a referral to a client in one of those conversations, and throughout our coaching relationship, that client referred me to three current clients. The second prospecting meeting led to three clients, two people who became clients my first year in business, and one who became a client my second year in business, thanks to intentional follow-up. And the third prospecting meeting led to two clients. I'm passionate about prospecting because it helped me start and grow my business. Those initial clients who said yes to working with me gave me the confidence to leave my corporate role and go into business for myself. One of my business mentors taught me that professional services are sold through referrals, and I agree based on my own experience as a coach. When you connect with a referral that you received from prospecting, there is an element of trust that already exists in the relationship. You both have a relationship with the nominator or the person who gave you the referral, which enhances your credibility. Prospecting is a critically important skill to embrace and master, yet it is a skill that I haven't seen promoted much on social media. Since starting my business, I've seen tons of posts on building email lists, growing followers, and hosting free webinars and workshops, but not a lot of information on prospecting. A huge benefit of prospecting is that it gives you some control with lead generation. You're not relying on social media algorithms, click-through rates with emails, or ads to fill your sales cycle with qualified leads. If you have a process to proactively ask for referrals, lead generation can become more predictable. I've been thinking about this podcast episode for a while now, so I'm excited to share some insight into a skill set that helped me build a successful coaching practice, and one that helps my clients achieve their business goals. We get and give referrals all of the time for hairstylists, doctors, and even restaurants, but we often fail to initiate the referral gathering process for our own business. Why is that? 
Well, prospecting is one of the most difficult disciplines to embrace, master, and enjoy. It's one of the things we know we should do to grow our business, yet we fear it and avoid it. I've been coaching financial advisors around prospecting for over a decade. After having thousands of prospecting-related conversations, I want to share with you three areas to focus on to personalize your prospecting process and get more referrals. First is your prospecting mindset. And let's be honest, isn't mindset the first thing to work on with most of our goals? Limiting beliefs, fears, and a desire to avoid rejection all contribute to your prospecting mindset. One of my favorite coaching questions to ask around prospecting mindset is, what is your belief around prospecting? And is your belief hindering or helping prospecting? When you take the time to pause and explore your beliefs, you give yourself the opportunity to unpack any limiting beliefs that are holding you back from what you want to achieve. As you explore your beliefs, if you don't believe in the power of a referral, that people are open and willing to connect, and that you deserve referrals, you have some work to do on your beliefs. You can ask yourself the following questions. Why do I believe what I do? And what proof do I have that my beliefs are true? It might help to make note of the times you were successful when prospecting and how you feel when you get a referral, meet with a referral, and help a referral. You might have to work through the fears that contribute to your limiting beliefs. You might fear that you will lose a client if you ask for referrals. You might fear that you haven't brought enough value to the relationship and don't deserve referrals. You might fear that you aren't qualified enough to ask for referrals to the people you truly want to work with. And you might fear what others will think of you if you ask for a referral. If any of these fears sound familiar, you are not alone. I frequently hear these fears from clients when we first start working on prospecting. It's important to have perspective when addressing fear and to remind yourself of the acronym FALSE EXPECTATIONS APPEARING REAL. We usually don't have any examples that validate our fears, yet we still believe they are the absolute truth. When facing fear, you can use what I call the power questions. What is the worst that can happen and what is the best that can happen? When you go through the answers to these questions, you'll likely find that not going after all of the best possible outcomes is far worse than the outcomes you listed as worst case scenario. Most of us did not wake up this morning and think, I can't wait to get rejected. I love rejection. Bring it on. We prefer to avoid rejection. Rejection feels intensified with prospecting because prospecting feels personal. If you ask someone to buy a product or a service and they say no, they are rejecting the product or service. If you ask someone for a referral and they say no, you feel like they are rejecting you. The truth is we don't really know the real reason someone says no unless we ask, but we assume it's about us and that assumption keeps us from asking and keeps us from growing. Having a strong prospecting mindset, one that allows you to overcome fear and embrace rejection coupled with beliefs that support prospecting is foundational for prospecting success. Once you've done the mindset work, then you can get really clear around who you want to meet and why. 
your chance of getting referrals increases if you can clearly articulate who you want to meet and how you can help them. We all know tons of people. If I were to ask you, who do you know that would benefit from my coaching services? You'll likely say, I don't know, or let me think about it. If I were to ask you, who is the most successful woman financial advisor you know who has a vision for leadership? You might be able to recall a name or two. A lot of the problems with prospecting can be solved by asking great questions to prompt brainstorming. Lack of clarity and specificity. Lack of clarity is one of the biggest reasons people don't get referrals. If I am asking for a referral, it is my job to make it easy for the person I am asking to think of a person to refer. If you know exactly who you want to meet and why, then make sure the questions you are asking during prospecting are getting you the results you desire. If you don't know exactly who you want to meet, you can use your vision, client list, and calendar as resources. Your vision can give you clues into the types of people you need to meet to move closer to your vision. If you don't have a vision, add draft a vision to your priority list now. When I'm working with clients to build out their prospecting process, I encourage them to review their client list. Who are the clients that give them the most energy? The ones they can't wait to meet with. What is it about these clients that make them so energizing? Are they in a particular industry or at a specific point in their lives that is fascinating to you? Once you understand more about the type of clients that energize you, you can design a prospecting process to get more of these clients. Imagine if your day was filled with people who energize you. It can be if you start asking to be introduced to the people that energize you. Your calendar can also provide clues to help you identify who you want to work with. Look back at this past week. What was your favorite meeting and why? Who frustrated you and why? Sometimes we can figure out what we want by identifying what we don't want. Once you have clarity around who you want to meet, you can outline your prospecting process. A process allows you to eliminate the emotional decision-making. If you don't have a process for prospecting, you'll ask for referrals when it feels convenient. And this is a risky strategy. After thousands of coaching conversations, I can tell you people feel like not asking far more often than they feel like asking. A process also creates confidence. If you know when you are asking and how you are asking, you can lead people through your process instead of making it up as you go along. A vague process leads to vague results. So I encourage you to invest the time to think through your prospecting process. To establish your prospecting process, think through when you want to ask for referrals. If there are multiple steps in your sales cycle, identify where in the process you will prospect. If you are new in business, you might need to ask throughout multiple steps in the process to obtain the volume of referrals needed to successfully grow your clientele. If you are established in business, you might choose to ask for referrals outside of your sales cycle and dedicated prospecting meetings with existing clients or people in your network who are well connected. You might even choose to do a mix of both because you are working towards an exciting vision and want to impact as many people as possible. 
In addition to figuring out when you are going to ask, you'll want to figure out how you will ask. Failing to do this results in the vague open-ended questions that don't lead to the results you are seeking. I recommend you write out what I call your bridge language. This is the language you use to go from whatever you are covering in the meeting to transition into prospecting. It doesn't have to be long or complicated. In fact, simple is usually better. A lot of my clients like to describe why they are asking for referrals and connect prospecting back to the impact they are looking to make. This is your chance to tell people who you serve and how you serve them. Once you transition into prospecting, you are ready to ask the questions that will get you in front of the type of people that energize you. Describing what happens after you get a referral is a part of the process that can be overlooked. I like to say, here is how I like to be introduced. I'm going to send you an email that you can then send to the referral. Feel free to add a personal note or your own updates to the email and copy me on the email and I'll take it from there. If you ask for an introduction, you are more likely to be teed up when you go to reach out and connect with your referrals. This increases your chances of turning a referral into a meeting, which can result in helping a new client. Investing the time to personalize your prospecting process can be a game changer for your prospecting results. I can't finish this episode without encouraging you to track your prospecting results and study your data. Keep track of how often you are asking, when you are asking, and the referrals you are receiving so you can determine what works for you. I know a lot of you listen to this podcast on the go, so I created a personalize your prospecting worksheet that you can download from the link in the show notes. This worksheet recaps what I talked about in this episode and asks you questions so you can document your prospecting process. And with that goal, achievers, keep celebrating your weekly wins, noting your lessons learned, and identify your priorities for next week so you can consistently pursue progress in the direction of your goals. Thank you for listening to this episode. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on goal achieving and business growing wisdom. If you want my best goal achieving tips and a monthly reminder to check in on your goals, join my email list at kristenburke.com. 